Blog Talk Radio. New talent and the master today. Parker Matthews and Mandoki join us. Stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call them, 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting at work and you've got your headphones on, you can't really call, email us. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And to those of you listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or the Artistic Network in London, if you are listening live and have questions, you can call us. If not, or if you're listening to us on a podcast or a rebroadcast, send us an email. We'll see to it that our guests uh, get it. Speaking of the guests, I always love to talk to young artists at the early age, at the early stages of their careers, the point where they realize their talent and they are using it to ignite what looks like it's going to be a fast rocket to success. Parker Matthews is at that point, an emerging pop singer with a hard past but a bright future. Matthews learned from an early age the cruel realities of growing up different and misunderstood. He struggled with depression, bullying, and even thought about suicide. But inspired by the music of Whitney Houston and Christina Aguilera and Lady Gaga, he developed his innate talent for songwriting and performing, and he released his first single, Lost, with you, to critical acclaim. He's not only a popular pop singer who spreads positivity and courage through his music and lyrics, but he's an advocate for those who are enduring the challenges and the pain that he endured his new song hit and run. Well, we have that one too, but better yet, we have him, the man himself with us right now. Parker, welcome to music Friday live. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? We're doing really well. Now you picked a very challenging profession, singer songwriter. What drives you? (laughs) That's what my parents always told me. Um, what drives me, you know, music for me as a kid really did save my life in so many ways. It created a solace and an outlet for me to be creative and be who I really was. So, you know, I went to school for business, and I just wasn't happy doing that. I, I had a job with Carnegie Mellon University back in Pittsburgh, and I realized that's not me. So I said, look, Mom and Dad, I, I need to try this. And luckily it worked out. Uh, music for me means the absolute world, and without doing that, I, I I wouldn't be me. Well, well, I gather that you're pretty tough. I mean, you've been through a lot worse than booking agents and label lawyers in the music industry, and I know you. <laughs> I know you talked about this in other interviews and even on a video. But would you mind giving our audience a little capsule description of the challenges you faced growing up? Yes, of course. Growing up for me, it really. I went through a lot of bullying, and even my home life, I grew up with a pretty abusive father. Um, he's in my life right now, uh, but dealing with that every day to going to school and having, having people constantly try to tear you down just for because I was doing something that wasn't normal. I was in the arts, and that's not what, quote, most boys do, according to those people. And you constantly have people tearing you down and then going home and having a tough home life. It's, it's, it's very difficult. And there was a point when I really didn't want to go on anymore. But it was at that point that I realized if I end my life, I'm just letting them win. Um, and that's when uh, music really came in and saw me through for that. And what I want to do with music is be able to create a space for others, to an outlet for others to, to look um, to look for and, and to even if it's just for two and a half minutes of a song to take them away from their pain from their you know whatever is going on in their life I want to create that for them 
Well, one of the most healing experiences, if not the most healing experience, is finding love and being lost in the emotion with someone else. So I want to play a little bit about your song, about that particular healing experience. This is Lost in Love. moment lasts forever When you breathe I feel the wind Run away from you I'd never That touch I'd always let you in I'm feeling, I'm feeling the midnight air Your body, your body, it takes me there You're closer, I'm closer, let's go nowhere Baby, I don't care, you can have me What does it mean to you to be lost with someone? To me, you know, I wrote that song, and it's, it's when you fully, you're not afraid to be vulnerable. And I wrote that song as when you find that person and you realize could be the one. Um, in, this, in this crazy, crazy world, let's just get lost together. Let's get lost in life and immerse ourselves in love and then really experience that and, and see where things go. Okay, all right. That I I get that. Um, I've got to think. I've got to kind of process it a little bit too. Um, <laughs> I I know that you have been lost with someone. How, how did that affect your life, and and how did it affect your music? That particular individual who shall remain nameless. They uh, they, they had a lot of. Um, internal struggles with themselves. And I, I felt that off the bat, but they finally opened up to me and I opened up to them and uh, it was, it was for the time that it lasted, it was great. I think that that wasn't meant to be forever and that's fine. I think it was meant to be a learning experience for both of us. So it definitely, you know, I don't ever try to have regrets. I try to take what has happened and learn from it. I believe in life that we are all given challenges and tasks to overcome, and you know that makes you a stronger person. That makes you uh, more knowledgeable for the future, and just all together, well-rounded in general. You know, there's a uh, you produced a video for that song, and I recommend everybody go to your website and watch it after the show today. Of course, uh, right? I, I understood oh, yeah. that that video took you 17 hours to shoot. Were you directing as well as performing in it? Yes, yeah, so I actually try to be involved in every single step of the process. Um, I believe that's how you make it the most authentic version of yourself to convey to, the, to, your, to my audience. But, yes, it took 17 hours. I actually handpicked the locations myself out in Malibu. And uh, my good friend Nicholas Wendell, who directed the video, uh, was there with us that day. So he was the man behind the camera, not me. <laughs> Him and the team did a great job. I was very happy. <laughs> If you had been behind the camera, you would have had a very long time. It would have been kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you write the script? I did. I did. Um, it's, I mean, it's just it's the, it's the song, so it's a music video. Yeah. But, uh, okay. but yeah, I, I did write all of that, yes. Well, there are some messages in that video and in the song itself. Um, some, of, some of them are clear and some of them are really subtle. So – what do you want people to understand about life and themselves and about you when they're done watching that video? Well, I'm all about subliminal messages. That's my favorite thing to do and, and kind of sneak those in there. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted that video to focus on sensuality, Ver, you know, the, the touch of a human hand, the touch of, of, you know, foot to foot, those kind of things. 
um, playing footsies as they call it. But um, you know, sensuality is so important because romance, I think, really dives deep into that, and that's so important to be able to realize your sensual side versus just your sexual side. So I wanted to kind of play with that idea a little bit and not go over the top as far as um, a sex scene would be concerned or anything like that. But I wanted it to be just, to be very simple because that's how love should be. It should not be overcomplicated. Something, uh, you know, dating should not be a complicated issue. It's like, look, this is me, this is you. We like each other. Let's see where things go. That's what I wanted it to be about. Uh, I can hear a lot of people out there saying dating, not a complicated issue. <laughs> what planet are you on? But anyway, we want to play a little bit more of that song. So this is we're going to start a little bit later in the song because I want to, people to, to hear kind of the full range of, of this song. So again, this is Lost With You. about the music itself and the composition. Um, uh, first of all, do you compose and play the music yourself, or do you have a band or a producer who does all that? So I have a writing partner. His name is Darren. Um, he's one of my best friends in L.A. He and I uh, got together about a year ago now, and I've been working on a lot of stuff ever since. But when I write the lyrics, and then he and I write the melodies together, uh, for that track, Lost With You in particular, I remember sitting at the piano because I actually even classically trained in piano and also violin. I remember playing the first like dun 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 dun, and Darren's like, "I don't know if that's going to work," and I said, "No, no, but do it in thirds, the the two notes, those those notes." And he was like, "Oh, I love that." So we write stuff together, and uh, you know, late nights in the studio is, is my mantra. I love that. Is most of the music um, electronic? Yes, yes, it is. So with okay. technology today, you can make guitar and strings, anything sound real uh, with different plugins, which is nice right. Um, right. because you can make it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people who don't think it's nice, but you're you're absolutely right with a, a, a I mean, synth I love, and a, I love a good memory. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'd love okay. to have a full symphony behind me. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> All right, you're listening. Let me remind my my uh, audience that they're listening to Music Friday Live, and we're talking with uh, Parker Matthews, and you can talk with them too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, and some of you already have, but I'm going to give you the email address anyway. It's musicfridaylive at uh, gmail.com. Now, Parker, you're actually in New York right now, and you're going to be performing. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes, actually, I flew in yesterday, so I'm actually performing for Fashion Week at a Couture show tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the Plaza, which I'm super excited for. I found out about three weeks ago they asked me to come out and do that, so I was more than happy to do it. I'm stoked to be back in this city. Uh, I'm an East Coaster originally, so being back in New York is such a great vibe, and it's definitely going to be a fun time. Are you you going to have a a video of you performing? Yes, there'll be, there'll be a video. Um, it won't be live, but there'll be a video afterward that I'll definitely be posting as well. Okay, so I, everybody should, should go to your Facebook page, go to your website, and uh, breathlessly wait the appearance of that video. So, and while we're at it, why don't you tell people what your, uh, your website is? Yes, it's officialparkermatthews.com. Officialparkermatthews.com. And also, he's got a great uh, Facebook page, too. Now, I want to circle back uh, to your growing up. Uh, what kind of bullying were you subjected to, and why? Subjected, it, being in the arts um, was not 
kosher in a lot of boys' eyes at the time. Um, and it's so sad that, that was the case, but it was. And uh, they picked on me constantly because I didn't want to play football or play baseball. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but that just wasn't who I was. And, you know, going to school every day, being made fun of for that, and even being made fun of for my sexual orientation. Um, I've always known that, and it was, you know, very sad that kids would pick on you for that. But I think now, I mean, you know, people still do struggle with that, and you have to remember to, to stay strong and just be who you are. That's the biggest thing I can say to people. Well, why did uh, Whitney Houston's music turn you around and set you on on the artistic path that you're on now. Why Whitney Houston? I remember when I was five years old, I was watching that Grammy performance of hers and it was like, I'll never forget this. It was like a revelation for me. I said, that's what I want to do. And her, her tone is just so pure. And I honestly don't even know it. It's just, I was so turned on by her music and her voice. And I realized that that's what I need to be doing. That's what I'm here for. Are you um, well? I know you're giving back. That 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 Houston and all the other influences in your life not only set you off on an artistic path, but they also uh, instilled in you the uh, the the strength to give back. So, what organizations do you support? Um, you know, feel free to give them a shout out here. Yeah, yeah, I definitely um, work with the Human Rights Campaign. I am all about that. I think they do amazing things. Um, anti-suicide actually was just in. Um, Sydney last year in Australia for Mardi Gras and I worked with an organization down there that is uh, suicide prevention for the LGBT community in particular um, but it was really great to talk with the kids and kind of really in real in real person show them it does get better um, as, as life moves on and you know you are strong every single person has the strength within them it's just about finding that strength to stand up and to face whatever the problem is they are uh, they have and to show them that they, they are the winners at the end of the day. Do you work with the It's Get, Gets Better organization? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and I've got stuff with the No Hate campaign, which is also a human rights, human rights campaign, all, the, all those things. So it's, it's really great um, so far to, to give back in that way. Okay, good for you. Congratulations. Well, we have a ton of emails, so let's, uh, let's get to it. Um, uh, we should start <laughs> with... Uh, uh, Celine in Phoenix, who says, dating not complicated. How do you do that? <laughs> All right. Well, I know that there is some complication with dating, but you know, for me, it's like, let's not play games anymore. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. I hate that, you know, when you, there's always a texting waiting game. Should I text or should I not? If you want to talk to the person, just text them. At least that's what I do. Or call them. Okay, Celine, you, you, you've, you've heard it uh, from the authority here, so start texting. Um, Alibaba in uh, New York City uh, wants to know, have you ever done any acting? You know, I used to as a kid. I, I grew up doing musicals, and if I ever had the chance, absolutely would. I, slapstick is my, my favorite, and for those who know me, I'm quite a jokester at the end of the day. So yes, I would definitely, um, I have done it before, but I would definitely do some film acting as well. If I had the opportunity. All right. Well, why, and while you were answering, we got another uh, email from Alibaba. He, he wants you to repeat uh, where they can see people can see you perform in New York. And I'm, I'm not sure it's a public event, is it? Uh, you know, unfortunately it's, it's not, it's, um, it's a couture show at the Plaza, but I'm going to be out and about. I'll be out tonight, um, probably in Soho at some different places I have to see still. But um, there's going to be an after party, which I, which maybe they can come to at the plaza. It's on the first floor of the hotel okay. in Times Square. All right, Alibaba. So uh, take your chances. Um, uh, Rector in Seattle, um, what musical instruments do you play? You mentioned piano and violin. Is uh, Do you play anything else? No, those are the two that I play. Um, violin, I've always loved. I think it's such a beautiful instrument. But piano, I also love because it has the bass and the treble clef. So it's it has uh, to me it has the whole symphony in one instrument. It has the very well rounded sound, and it uh, it's it's my favorite one for sure. Okay, all right. Uh, Valerie in Los Angeles wants to know: Are you going to be playing anywhere in Los Angeles? 
I'm actually going to be. I don't have any venues lined up as of right now. I'm waiting. I'm releasing one more song um, in March called Feeling Right, which is more of an R&B track. And then I'm going to be having um, my manager and publicist set up a, a whole show list. So soon, very soon. Okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I want to play some more of, of your music because uh, I won't be able to, to see you play live in, in New York. So let's play Hit and Run. We're going to play a little bit of it here. Babe, I can tell you're done, you're hurting. They knocked you down, did a demolition. But I can see a fire burning. I'll fix your heart, be your resolution You never let me ask you questions about that But baby, wake up, cause I'd never strike back You've got yourself down low, cold air you're blowing I'll eat you up, I'm here, I'll get you going Stay with me, stay with me tonight I don't know, but it's alright First of all, the big question is, where can people find that song? Is it out yet? It is out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. It's a, I think it's, a, it's literally at all the um, online distribution stores as well, and on a couple Spotify playlists also. I know I'm on uh, The Future of Pop in particular on Spotify. So there's definitely some places to check it out. Okay, all right. And, you know, I love the concept uh, in that song, This Ain't No Hit and Run. Um, this sounds like it's a real exploration of a real romance, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Another romance in my life. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it definitely is. Because, uh, you know, this day and age, hooking up, the hookup culture is very, that's what's expected, almost. And this song is about, like, no, this is, this is more than just a hit and run. This is, I want something more to develop out of this. So that's when I wrote the track. And that's why I wrote the track um, to kind of say, look to that for a person in particular, that experience, that time. Um, I said, this is more than, than just a hit and run. This is, I want something out of this. So do you see a lot of hit and run relationships uh, around you? Is, is this a problem? In I do. The I do. Yeah. I mean, why I wouldn't say it's a problem is that, that, you know, everyone should do what makes them happy. And if that's all you want, then that's fine. I just, for me, I, I want something more. Um, at the end of the day, I, that's what I want. So, um, you know, when, when I get with someone, I don't really want it to be a one night stand. It's like, if I, I want it to be more, I want to develop something out of that and see where things okay. go. You know, in, in listening to your music, um, and, and also to you, it seems like you build songs around a story. You, you, you I don't know if you start with the chorus or the verse or, or, or the notes, uh, but Seems like there's always a story at the core of every song. Is that right? Definitely. I start with an idea, and uh, sometimes I write the hook first, the chorus. Sometimes I write the verse first. Verse, excuse me, verse first. Um, a ballad I have coming up. It's called "Good Enough." Uh, that's coming out um, closer to the summer. But I wrote that, and I, you know, after going on a couple dates, and you know. It wasn't meant to be, but it's the idea of why am I not good enough when I know that I am? And not saying that from a sense of arrogance, but, you know, we need to all realize that like, you, we are all amazing people. And, you know, but um, as far as songwriting, you know, that's how I start with, with my idea of writing something. You know, it, it, in talking to you, you're very positive. You have a lot of very positive energy, and, and and you seem to always look for the the best in people and the best in society, which is interesting given given your your background. How is it that that you were able to go through a very tough childhood, and uh, and, and not a great family life, and still maintain this positive outlook? Well, looking back, I mean at one point in my life was completely broken. And when you're 
pushed down so far. There's only so far you can be pushed. So the only way to go is up. So having that, you know, going, going through the worst of the worst and, you know, pain, all those things, I realized, look, happiness isn't anyone's job, happiness, well, except for your own. Happiness is a choice. And I choose to be a happy person. I choose to look at the positive things. And even in a negative situation that I might go through today, it's, you, know, you have to find the, the lesson or the, the positive side of that. It's just that's a choice that I make. You know, unfortunately, we're, we're about out of time, uh, but I do have uh, one other question. Uh, I understand you're not releasing an album, but you're releasing singles. Um, do you have them recorded uh, and ready to go, or do they come out as you record them? I have them ready to go. We're doing it every three, about every two to three months. Um, I do want to do an EP at the end of the year to have a couple more tracks on it as well. Um, I just have some really cool videos that we're shooting coming up, so... I want to uh, release those. That's why the time's kind of broken up like that. As soon as I get back to L.A., I fly home to, uh, Sunday. The, the, uh, next Tuesday, I'm filming a lyric video for this in a, in a really cool penthouse downtown uh, for Hit and Run. So I'm definitely excited for that. Okay. Well, I, I will look forward to that, and I recommend our audience look forward to that. Parker, thank you so much for taking the, the time to be with us today, particularly since you're calling from New York and, and you've got to go get ready for a performance. We, we really appreciate uh, you spending the time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Parker Matthews, find him at uh, officialparkermatthews.com and on all social media and sign up to track his music because there's more singles coming and the... But right now, what's coming is the seemingly omnipresent master of musical arts, Leslie Mandoki. He's in our green room, and he'll be, with, uh, we'll be here for you to talk with in a few moments. But first, a word from our broadcast partner, World Arts. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Art, it's all about the music. Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, and as you heard, it's the global music platform that connects artists with fans and brands and music industry pros, and you ought to be part of it, too. You can sign up, www.worldarts.com. It's free. We are there, and you should be there, too. But right now, we're back here at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and, uh, of course, we always love to hear from you, 347-215-7511. Or you can email in. Lots of people have emailed in, and uh, we'll make sure that your email questions get read on the air. Well, you know, it's it's hard to, to know where to start introducing our next guest. He does so many things, and he does them really, really well. Uh, Leslie Mandoki is a German-Hungarian artist with a long career as a musician, a producer, a music director, and a band leader. He studied drums and percussion in Budapest in the early 1970s, while he led a jazz rock group. His career was briefly interrupted in 1975 when he was forced to flee from Hungary to Germany to avoid being persecuted by the communist government. But since then, he's done so many things to list them would take up the rest of the show. But among them, he's worked as a producer for Phil Collins, Lionel Richie, Jennifer Rush, among others. He's directed music for commercials for Audi, Daimler, and Disney. Um, He served as music director for the Volkswagen Group. He's performed on television, done documentary on 50 Years of Rock. Somehow somehow he and his band, the Mandoki Soulmates Project, has had time to release 10 albums while they're doing all these things. But best of all, he's here with us now. Leslie, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm really a great honor and a pleasure to be with you and uh, reach out for all your audience. Thank you so much. 
Well, you know, I was looking at the video of your concert in Paris and the teaser for your concert in New York, and I, I was floored by the scale and sophistication of the production. Do you also design and direct the, the production of your live performance as well as the music? Yes, of course. I'm a musician, you know, from, from the very uh, small age. My father was a great musician, and all my three critics are in the entertainment industry. So a part of it that my uh, son uh, is helping me on the production a lot, uh, and he's producing the show. Of course, um, I design every, every little bit, every little tone, every little uh, uh, word, uh, whatever is uh, sung or said, or also the design, the light, and the sound. You know, and and the sound aesthetic, well, how I call it, and because all our music is actually a handwritten love letter uh, to our audience. Uh, pop music of the days is very often is like a text message, but our music is very an analog answer, a very human analog answer, and a digital work. <laughs> I, I I love the uh, the descriptions there. Well, the, the videos uh, came from the Soulmates Project and, and the Wings of Freedom concerts, which I understand those are available on 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 uh, video. Uh, I know that the Soulmates are a supergroup, but could you describe a little bit who they are and how you assembled them? Well, uh, as I escaped communism uh, and I was touching down to the central refugee camp in Europe. An American officer asked me, I said, okay, boy, I understand that you were the leading musical voice of the uh, um, student uprise against communism, but what the hell are you going to do now here in the West? So I said to him, look, uh, my plan is to play with Jack Blues of Cream and Ian Anderson of Chapel and Aldi Marola of Return Looking Forever. It was 75, so those three great musical legendary iconic personalities were the leading ones of the times. So and, and he was laughing and I said, okay, I understand, you are a dreamer. And yeah, I told him, yes, my father on his deathbed said, uh, boy, go and live your dreams and don't dream your life. And those dreams does only fly on the wings of freedom. So um, after I made my career as a pop star, as a producer, as a writer, um, and built my studio, so around 25 years ago, yes, in, indeed, Ian Anderson, Jeff um, Aldi Maola, uh, Jack Blues of Cream, David Kenton was of Bloodsworth and Tears, and Bobby Kimball of Toto, uh, Bill Evans and Randy Brecker, and late Michael Brecker were the founding members of my of my band. So since then we recorded countless albums and uh, and played uh, hundreds of concerts uh, uh, in Europe. And yes, I'm living my dreams and uh, what I have promised my father on this very last day that I will live my dreams and I don't dream my life. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad you do, because that means we all get to listen to uh, great music. And uh, it's, I want to listen. Actually, let's listen to, to some of that music. This is uh, Aquel. Up in the morning, lonely music goes on. Clouds of unknown, not written in stone. Questions are still to me Cause I was so blind to the sun The sign of my life Running in circles still round and round Trying to touch down back on the ground Moving so fast get all too slow Cause I was so blind to the sun Sign of the time Like a mackerel in the rain Young years are burning in pain Try to save the world There are words in that song that really struck me. There are a lot of words in the song that struck me, but uh, the lines that, that, that I really zeroed in on are Like an aquarel in the rain Young tears are burning in vain, trying to save the world on your own before everything dies. Uh, is that you? Are you trying to save the world? Are you afraid everything's dying? I think that we have to be really focused on that we are not the first generation in the history of mankind who is not passing Mother Earth in a better shape to our children as we got it from our parents. And uh, we're living in echo chambers and news bubbles and ultimate news and uh, 
uh, you know, we have to be very, very, very focused and that we keep the spirit, the American spirit worldwide of uh, longing for freedom. Uh, freedom is not so for granted as we may think of. So um, and as I was a young little boy raising, uh, you know, my, spending my childhood um, behind the Iron Curtain and being told by the teachers that you're never going to see boy Paris, London, New York, or Los Angeles. You know, but I, I had that spirit, this American spirit in my heart, listening secretly uh, of, to the forbidden uh, radio station, Voice of America, behind the Iron Curtain. And, and I really I, I wanted to, to uh, feel that spirit. And today, you know, decades later, I, I still feel the need to express that longing for freedom never should fade away as an aquarel in the rain. Um, and this is this is what is all about life uh, in our age that we really should focus because we uh, musicians we artists we do not know what the truth is. Politicians are very often claim that they would know what the truth is. I do not know, but I know what is integrity. I know what is honesty. I uh, I know uh, what is authenticity, and that's what we owe our audience: the honest, pure music. That's why I say a handwritten letter to our audience. Do you think that the, the current generation, the millennials and, and the ger- generation behind the millennials, um, understand the freedom they have and, and the, how easily they can lose it? I think this is our uh, challenge and this is our task. This is why we should, in my, uh, my generation, focus on to teach that. You know, because we were trying to create a world where uh, uh, freedom was for granted, but it is not. So, so we should uh, really uh, teach that, hey, we should stand up always uh, and stand up for a better world. And, and uh, music can heal. Music can build bridges. Yeah, music can uh, create focus, you know, uh, to, on people they are living in the dark side. And, and we musicians, as you uh, in the media, our power is only based on the love of our audience. And I think that that is a responsibility. We owe our audience uh, this light, what they gave us, uh, and and put this light on the dark side of life uh, and and show it that, yes, music can create a better world. And and, and being a European intellectual, I always loved America. The first time I got arrested because I was raising a flag as I was seventh, an American flag. Um, uh, on the, uh, as a student uh, opposition leader in, in, uh, back in Hungary against communism. But we should uh, live on to that spirit, this American spirit. And, I'm, uh, and, and as, a, as a European intellectual, I'm always coming to the United to say thank you for this great spirit of freedom. But I hear how much you're living in a divide right now. Uh, and then you switch on uh, 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 in the morning uh, until the end. So my songs are not about what is dividing us. My songs are about what is uniting us. And this is what is uniting us, is the true uh, universal American values of freedom and individual freedom and the respect and tolerance. Does, can I take from this that when you design your concerts and when you play your concerts, one of your missions is to raise consciousness as well as entertain people? Yes, of course. I think uh, the musicians uh, are not out there only to entertain as painters or writers, but, but also to, to, to give back. Uh, you know, uh, it's just, just to reflect life and truly, uh, you know, to, to put a focus on where the uh, danger is raising, uh, uh, rising, you know, to, to, to make a little shape on, on the freedom. And individual freedom is an American idea. Uh, and we Europeans and the rest of the world should be very, very thankful to America to give us a spirit of freedom. And uh, it's not only to say thank you, but also to look up, up front in the times of these bubbles, in, in the times uh, of echo chambers and out on effects, that we should really uh, uh, find a way to build bridges to unite us on, on these uh, universal values of freedom. You know, I, if I recall, in, in one of your videos, uh, you're quoted in, on screen as saying, we live in crazy times. Um, are the times getting crazier so you have to play more concerts? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, always look back, uh, um, you know, has only one reason, to gain uh, strength and energy to focus on the future. And I was having a great conversation with my three kids when I was visiting 
my uh, Bertha place in Budapest. And just around the corner, where we bought a new apartment, um, I saw on, on a big painting on the wall, it was a Time magazine title page of nine, uh, 1956. And the boy of the year on the title page of the Time magazine was the, uh, were the Hungarian students uh, leading this uprise against communism, against dictatorship, against censorship. And I said to, to my kids, look, we should go back in, uh, uh, on the path of our grandfathers, who both were freedom fighters in, uh, in the 56, and, and should, we should learn their spirit, uh, and we should learn their longing for freedom, and we should find out what is giving to the new generation of the Facebook, to the Facebook generation, the social media generation, um, of that spirit that we always hold on to, to give our very best personalities to create a better world, a more, more tolerant, a more respectful world. And being a born Hungarian, obviously, uh, my spirit was built on that uh, revolution, uh, on the student uprise. That's why I was the rock and voice of the uh, student opposition movement against communism. You know, there's a, uh, another song of yours that, that makes me think a, a lot, and you know, I, well, you just play it. It's um, it's daydream. should be and hide inside our poetry. Now, we have a saying here in the studio that poetry is not dead. We just call it lyrics now and it's all around us. I think that those lines complement our feeling about poetry and lyrics, but the concept of retreating doesn't seem to match your music or, frankly, your history. Is there something else going on in that song? Yeah, sure. You know, uh, it was I wrote that song uh, on the lake. You know, I, I'm living... Uh, my studios are in uh, a beautiful nearby Munich uh, by the lake, uh, Starburg. And um, I was, you know, paddling with my Canadian uh, and a wonderful uh, morning uh, summertime on the lake. And I was thinking uh, of the response, responsibility of, uh, of poetical work in, in Iraq music, you know, which is, uh, mm. you know, our words can change a lot. And yes, it indeed, I said, okay, uh, um, to hide in, in political moments of life um, it's, it's a wonderful uh, way to um, reload your batteries and, and gain energy and, and you know, to, to clear, you sharp your focus on life uh, and what is important and what is not. And so um, I wrote those lines uh, along with the music as I was singing and, uh, with my guitar on, on the lake uh, to the sh- uh, for the fishes. Uh, uh, we're jumping around. It was, it was a kind of beautiful uh, situation. I said, "Okay, this is uh, this is a great thing, where, and we should capture that very very momentum of uh, of, of this dream and and, uh, and and just live along that. And uh, and poetry is so important in rock music. You know, uh, it's, 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 this is actually what what moves a lot 
uh, uh, along the music to to create something really very special uh, uh, literature atmosphere. And uh, um, I was, as, as I was at 12 years old, I thought I'm not going to be a musician. And my father was very sad. He was great music. I said to him, I'm going to be a poet. And this was my first uh, dream of life. And then I wanted to be a painter and still painting my covers. Um, you know, but but poetry is so important and. And we should uh, we should not lose that in drug music. That's this is now you understand why I was saying at the beginning of our, our conversation. I said, well, uh, pop music pop music turns very often nowadays to a text message, but all music is is a handwritten love letter to our audience because poetry is so important. This is always handwritten. Poetry is handwritten thing. Yeah, I, I love that that comparison. Let me remind our audience that uh, we're talking with uh, Leslie Mandoki about his music his project, The Soulmates, and his Wings of Freedom concerts, and you can talk with them too. And some, a lot of you are starting to email us, so I, I'll give out the email address anyway. It's musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will get to your emails in a few minutes uh, very soon. But I do have one more, uh, another question first, and that is you've mentioned children and your own upbringing, and I noticed that your daughter plays with the band on stage. Uh, what is that like? Uh, is is it all business, or is there a little bit of dad? Do I have to rehearse today? Uh, no, 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 none of them. You know, this is uh, my wife is a doctor, and uh, um, and we we were always, you know, as we got together, so we were uh, dreaming of of um, children, and uh, and uh, you know, all all three of them that turned out to be the the dream as as we were we were dreaming of. And uh, the first one is the young, very, very successful actress. And uh, my son is uh, is uh, helping me a lot in, in my production company in the studios. And he produced the shows, I mean, the Freedom shows. And we have very complex in Paris and in London and Berlin and now in New York City. And uh, and my little one uh, is, is a gorgeous uh, songwriter. She's just really great and great singer. And, and about three years ago, uh, or two and a half years ago, uh, we had a huge open air concert. Uh, we sold around forty thousand tickets, and um, and uh, I said, "Darling, don't, what, don't you want to sing with me on that concert?" Said, sure, I will. And my wife said, "Are you crazy? I mean, you're putting on that big stage, forty thousand people. Uh, she's just about twenty-one. You can't do that." And I said, "Okay, well, she's so talented, and she'd love it." And so she loved it, uh, and uh, so we sang a song together. Uh, and and you know standing ovation the people went crazy and since she's and and it's so great you know when iconic legendary musicians like Randy Recker uh, shooting Grammys or Bill Evans or Aldi Manola and all these iconic legendary singers are with us or or, or the younger ones like Corey Henry and uh, uh, triple Grammy even a thirty years old uh, a genius on keyboard and they all fell in love with the musicality of my daughter and she became a really member of Soulmates the youngest of you. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, I, we need to get to these emails because a lot of people have questions for you. So uh, why don't we do that? Uh, Manto in New York City said, we missed your show when you were here. Are you coming back? Well, the reason why I'm in Los Angeles now and I'm going to back to New York uh, at the end of this uh, upcoming week, uh, I'm, obviously I will uh, talk to promoters, uh, talking to the record companies representing in Europe, this is BMG, to uh, to uh, create an American life for us. So uh, the New York City was a first touchdown, as a very first uh, public debut uh, of us, and, uh, and, and I was very much enjoying it. It was a great privilege and honor to play the legendary Beacon Theater and uh, finishing up the concert with the standing ovation of the uh, spoiled New York audience. And uh, I'm, I was touching my heart. And, and, uh, and I've always been a teenager in, uh, to come to America. And now we've made our first touchdown. And, and now it's, uh, it's up to the discussions uh, um, of, you know, with the uh, agencies and uh, the promoters and the record company. But uh, we have a, a great soulmate who was not on stage, who is taking care of that. This is the legendary iconic uh, uh, actually, lawyer and attorney, but he's much more of this. He's, he's the, the greatest uh, uh, musical personality who is not playing an instrument. This is Joe Katz, legendary Joe Katz, uh, who is sure. 13 years the number one in the, in the Billboard charts to, to making things happening. Uh, so many friends like Lionel Richie uh, represented by him. So uh, we will we work on this and, and we will be back. All right. Well, let us know. Uh, Lucia in Tampa wants to know. 
Is America, in your mind, still the beacon of freedom that you experienced in 1975? Interesting question. Well, yeah, it's an interesting question. Yes, it, it is. Uh, it is. I do believe in the strength of American spirit very much. And, um, and yes, uh, I think uh, that that's why I'm, I'm pointing out always that my songs are about what is uniting us and not what is dividing us. So uh, I think the great American spirit overcomes every challenging uh, difficulties. Whatever comes up in the world or in America, uh, uh, America will overcome because this con- the country is so strong. Uh, it's built by the most spirited people uh, ever on earth. It was built by migrants. You, uh, one should not forget. I, I'm an, I'm a, I was a migrant, so I know that the people are just coming to here and to build this, to make this the strongest uh, uh, spirit. Um, they all have a kind of special power, a special longing for freedom. And, and it's such a beautiful country with so much culture and, and so much deep uh, understanding for 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 freedom and uh, individuality and respect and tolerance that uh, this is always going to be the uh, the cultural cap, uh, capital leading uh, uh, the world and that's why I, yes I do believe that uh, the American spirit will never ever uh, uh, fail because this is okay. just what made uh, America and the world so great. Okay. Well, I want to get back to music and I want to ask you a little bit about percussion and drumming, but but first. Let's play a little bit of a song that really highlights the percussion and drumming. Now, I only have 30 seconds of it, so it goes by real quick. But um, this is Dream, Dreamer's Not a Fool. Drumming and percussion to me is is the most complex of all musical performance. I mean, you're really playing multiple instruments simultaneously. You're grooving with the bass and the rhythm guitar and maybe the organ. You you play with a huge kit that involves African drums and timbales and cowbells and bongos and chimes and snares and multiple tom-toms and lots of other things I don't even know. how do you design your your drum kit? Do you know how, how do you know what you want in it and where to put it? Oh, well, it is a very special design, and uh, you know, throughout the years, I, I'm you know, because on the records I'm playing uh, drums and then other tracks percussion. I, I just wanted to create a very special drum kit where I can play both at the same time and sing and lead. Um, so that's that is that's why this strange-looking great set that I'm you know bringing across the world everywhere, and uh, I love it. And and it's uh, it's a very special arrangement for my hands and my feet and, and the way I'm singing and leading, uh, uh, you know, and the same, simultaneously. I love it. You know, I was going to ask you why drums. Most people who most band leaders, the last thing they play is drums because the drummer's in the back and they want to be out in front. So so what led you to drums? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm obviously very upfront, but um, uh, great uh, drummers were band leaders like uh, Dennis Serafin uh, of Chicago. Uh, uh, just to give you an example of Phil Collins of Genesis. So, uh, but um, what, what the reason was very simple. Uh, where I was studying music in the high school, music high school, which is called the Music Conservatory, Bill Abato, uh, in the band where we, was the drummer missing as I was 14. So I took the drums, and I, I always said, one, on one instrument you have to be virtuoso, and, and happens in my case it was drums. So I, I stick to that, and, and I was not changing back to piano or, or guitar, but I, but I love it the way it is. And I, 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 I always feel wonderful when I'm touching them everywhere, like in New York now, and they were looking what a strange kind of kid on the front of the stage. Um, but I love it. So you, you, you look like you're really enjoying yourself. Well, we, we're almost out of time, but I do have time for one more song, and I, w- I want to play a little bit of uh, Look Up Into the Sky, and we're going to start in the middle of this because it's a 12-minute long uh, piece of music. So here's Look Up Into the Sky.
I, I could listen to that song all day. Who, who's doing the singing? Is that you? Oh yeah, I, I was just I'm sharing the singing with Bobby Kimball of Toto and uh, and Zach Boons of Cream and myself of Pose and Chris Thompson of um, Manfred Man Earth and uh, and Nick Vanid of Cutting Through. So five of us are singing. But uh, who, who's playing that wonderful sax? Oh, this is this is Bill Adams, the legendary sax player of uh, Miles Davis band. I mean, he's, he's incredible, and he's sharing the sax. The, he's playing the tenor and the alto saxophone. It's the legendary, iconic uh, John Halliwell of Supertramp. Ah, okay. Well, that's why it's so wonderful. I, I'm, you know, I'm very impressed. Just assembling and managing the soulmates is, is a work of art in itself, and uh, <clears throat> and the, the music takes it from art to to glorious. But uh, I just want when you travel, do you travel with the whole band? We are, we are traveling all together. We are true soulmates. It's a mutual values of music. I just, you know, uh, it's, it's the glue, and we share life. We know the family of each other. We're visiting each other. Uh, you know, and then we're recording a studio album. You know, all the uh, iconic legends are hanging out in our place, and we cook together, and we're living like old hippies. And so uh, sharing life and, uh, and uh, you know, the dark and the beautiful side of it. And when anyone's kid is getting sick or whatever, you know, we're helping the children. So it's just a kind of really a musical community of true friendship. Well, unfortunately, uh, the clock is telling us that we've been having too much fun. So we're going to have to uh, say goodbye now. And uh, I really hope that we are able to see you live, that there is a Wings of Freedom concert all through the United States. And if there is, please let me know. In the meantime, is um, Facebook the, uh, the best way for your audience uh, here in the United States to follow you? Oh sure. Yeah, look at my website, you know, Facebook, Instagram. So, uh, so please, uh, you know, we, we are all on the social media. You can imagine, and uh, and I hope to see everyone who's listening today uh, uh, very soon. Uh, and um, and you know, just just share the spirit of music. And thank you for sharing the vision. And thank you for being in my life and allowing me to yours. And and keep on believing that music can change the world to a better place. Well, Leslie, I want to thank you for taking the time with us today. You're a very busy man, and, and I know that getting 20 minutes of your time is not easy to do. So thanks so much for spending the time with us today. I thank you for having me, and have a wonderful day wherever you were listening to us. All right. That's Leslie Mandoki. The band is Mandoki and the Soulmates. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram. Their website, if the stars align, they're going to be playing in your city. So keep your fingers crossed and uh, stay with them because this is one wonderful group of people. That's why they call them a super group. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates, and the Artistic Echoes Network in, uh, in England. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, get real-time updates on our guest. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who has her own radio show now. You go, girl. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Joe Kiai and the unstoppable Twangaro. You're going you're gonna to love this. He's Not only is he an unstoppable musician, but he's really funny, too. Uh, check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll give you updates and background on all of our guests. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. I'm going to leave you with a little more of Mandoki's music, a little more of Look Up in the Sky. <laughs>